welcome to the Sustaining Creativity Podcast. I'm your host, Mari Reesberg. Over the past several years, I've combined my degrees in acting and somatic psychology to share my sustaining creativity techniques with performers. And now I've decided to share it with a bigger audience that includes you. I believe we are all creative and this podcast is all about that. I'll be interviewing people from all backgrounds, ages, and creativity experiences to share just how creative we all are. Today, I'll be chatting with Hollis Citron. She's on a mission to make creativity accessible to everyone. A seasoned art teacher and founder of the company I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, she is passionate and wants to shout from the rooftops that being creative is not just about drawing and painting. Creativity is within everyone. Please enjoy Hollis Citron. Welcome to the Sustaining Creativity Podcast. Today I am chatting with Hollis Citron. She is a creativity inspirer and on a mission to make creativity accessible to everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So excited to be here. You are so welcome. I'm super pumped to chat with you about creativity. And if our pre-chat is any indication of how this will go, I'm super excited. <laughs> Woo! Bring <Yeah>. on! <laughs> Yay! Well, before we dive into the world of creativity, if you wouldn't mind just sharing a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, so thank you. So let's see. Basically, for what I do or what I've done, um, art teacher 30 years, teaching in lots of environments, traditional mm -hmm. and non-traditional, non-traditional meaning from homeless shelters to my own businesses, to public and private schools, mm -hmm. working literally from ages two to 100 with all different kinds of abilities. And I've just been so grateful and so blessed. And I kind of had my fuck you 51s. And at that point, I was just like, I'm done. I've predominantly been working in urban settings, love what I do, but I was like, I need to change. I feel mm -hmm. like I need to work with adults in this whole adulting thing and helping us switch up our routine. And for some reason, address why we feel like we have to feel less joy, and not do the things oh. that actually interest us just because we were over the age of 20. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I've kind of been diving into that world and yeah, so that's kind of what I do. And I live in New Jersey at the moment and um, it's been 19 years, but it's been at the moment. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, everything is changeable. <laughs> it's changeable. We've lived in California, New York, New Jersey, from Philly, two kids, three cats, a husband. And there we go. Wonderful. Well, Welcome again to the podcast. I'm super excited that you are here and let's dive in. So what does it mean to you to be creative? Well, I define creativity as your voice and your expression. Mm. So that's my definition of it. And I've really just, what I realized in all the time I was teaching, like when I started teaching at the age of 21, mm -hmm. having absolutely no idea that this was going to be a path because mm -hmm. I was so, so friggin' shy, so oh shy. God. Like you'd look at me and I was purple. Like, I mean, I was like, and it wasn't a pretty purple. It was like blotchy, horrible purple <laughs> where I just wanted to hide. So kind of when I started doing this, I was kind of like, huh, this isn't, but then I started getting more comfortable with kids and then with adults. And my mom was a teacher in the Philly school system for 33 years. Mm -hmm. But 
anyway, so what I kind of realized through all of these experiences was it was always delivering the message that you don't have to know how to draw or paint to be creative and just try it and whatever it was that we were trying. And it was more about the expression mm-hmm. and the exploration than the finished prod- product. Yeah. Nice. I like the, the voice piece. Cause I, I think we all have a voice and how do we share it? And that's part of creativity, but I, I really appreciate that definition. I think it's fantastic. Well, thanks. I think it helps people own, especially when you're talking to people who do all different kinds of jobs Mm -hmm. and hobbies and interests. And I feel like when people feel like when people own their voice, when people own their talents, because when you look up what the definition of creativity, it's the formation of an idea or an object, Mm -hmm. which we do all the time. Right. But we have this societal definition that it has to be about drawing or painting. Mm hmm. So people hear the word and people get weird about like creative. They immediately like, they're like, I can't draw, I can't paint, I get, I don't fit into that box. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like when people own their own talents and own their voice and how they show up mm-hmm. in the world, then they show up in an empowered way instead of a disempowered way. Yeah. Have you ever gone through a period in your life where you have felt like you weren't creative? Yeah. What was that like? horrible (laughs) (laughs) shitty yeah fair fair (laughs) I think basically I think a lot of that was actually happening when I was teaching and getting Mm. caught in my head too much oh okay because very empathic very um concerned about others and are they getting in is it working and am I good enough and am I da 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 And if there's all these behaviors going on and they're not responding, then it's my fault and I'm not doing a good job. And I'm so I wasn't really doing much of my own work. I did go to art school. I did, you know, all that kind of thing. But I went for ceramics was my focus. Um, But I just wasn't doing my work. I wasn't being expressive in my own way. And it was showing up as me not being great in my family life. Mm -hmm. I would show up at work and I kind of beat myself up when I got home. And finally, our kids always kind of grow because I was always had my own business or was where they were always kind of being dragged along or knew what was going on. And Mm -hmm. the kids, especially my daughter, has been talking since she's like came out like she's always been talking. (laughs) And and at one point she looked at me, she must have been like 14 or 15. And she said, Mom, are you mad at me or are you mad at work? Valid question. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm not being a nice person at all. And I'm not showing up. I'm making myself feel physically ill, Mm -hmm. but I'm not showing up for them in a positive way. And um, yeah. So that's the long answer to. Yeah. And so, I mean, how, how did you kind of move through that, those creative challenges and get to the other side. Cause I, I think many people have experienced similar experiences. I think it's awareness. Number one, mm-hmm. I think it's like, okay, I'm doing this. Right. So what can I do for myself in order to calm myself in order mm-hmm. to get myself into a better state of mind? So for me, I was like, okay, I'm going to start doing yoga and stop talking about it. Like I'm actually going <laughs> to take my body to uh-huh. this place because I know that I need to be in a group setting because I will not do it on my own. Yeah. 
I need to move my body. I need to stretch. I need to be in a place where I can just do this. I need to, I want to not need to, I want to provide time for, I started journaling. Oh, okay. So I started kind of making it a morning routine. Mm-hmm. Um, listening to music on the way to work. I would always listen to um, pink. Uh-huh. And um, I can't think of the song right now. And I don't know um, why I can't, can't think of it right now. Cause I listened to it every day for a freaking year, like going. Cause it was like my power song. Yeah. So it would change my, it would flip my thinking mm-hmm. and I'd show up in a better way. So it was kind of nurturing myself and then realizing when to shut it off so I could be present for my family. And, um, yeah. And then I finally got to a point where that's when I I was just like, I need, I need to leave. Like, this is Mm -hmm. not, I'm not benefiting me. I'm not benefiting my students to the best of my ability and I'm not benefiting my family. Yeah. Um, so that's when I made a change. Nice. Those are really great tips and reminders for anyone who's really struggling with like bringing, work home or that kind of feedback loop of I'm not good enough. I'm an imposter and really get caught in your head. How do you step out of it? But those are some great ideas. The kind of awareness, mindfulness, journaling, super helpful and important. Nice. Trying. I mean, it's like, it's all a work in progress. I mean, I say to people and I'm curious from your point of view too. I mean, yeah, it's kind of like knowing who you are or getting to know who you are. Cause a lot of times we lose such touch with who we are. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, so what is something that would make me smile? Is it making that, making that meal that would just be fun to try? Mm -hmm. Is it um, putting on the music and dancing around the kitchen? Yeah. Is it um, going out for walks? Mm-hmm. Is it for sitting there and doing nothing literally? And um, just if meditating is, I mean, it really shows up in different ways. Some people want to exercise. Some people want to, it's whatever, to me, it's whatever it is for you to really take the time to breathe. Yeah. Yeah. And, and give yourself grace. Yeah. I love it. I think it's so important. We don't do enough of it. There's such a go, 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 go. If you pause, you're missing something or you're not doing and like that's the story or the narrative that is projected on us. And it's okay to stop. It's okay to pause and breathe and take a break. And it doesn't mean all of the self-talk you might think it means. It means... Yeah, I think, it, I think it's even better to do that. I mean, I find when I get all caught up and I start having my shoulders like mm-hmm. all up, I'm like, go pet the cats. <laughs> like literally <laughs> go pet the cats. It's, it's a cat break. It's a, yeah. you know, go up and go out, go outside break, you know, from working from home, you know, mm-hmm. now go up and like, you know, hug the kids, mm-hmm. hug, you know, hug my husband like just take a break take the music and like pick my song like I go music is kind of like a go-to yeah so take the break good reminder take the break (laughs) and it sounds like all of these really inspire you to then come back to whatever it is you're doing and are there other things that inspire your creativity or you as a human 
I really kind of get, I'm one of these people who, as I'm walking, I just look at everything mm. and just notice. So um, go for a walk and just be like, you know, looking at the sky, looking at the trees, looking at the animals, looking at, I mean, just every, I'm like, oh my God, that color's amazing. You know, my husband and I, three years ago, were walking in Philly and we saw, have you ever seen, um, I don't know if they have them in New York when, um, anyway, it's one of these like party bike things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're walking and I'm looking at it and I'm like, there has to be something I can come up with where people could be getting together, laughing, having a good time, doing something. And within two hours, I came up with an idea that I finally actually played out literally this past weekend. It's taken three years for it to actually happen. And I'm, but I mean, but that's the kind of thing, like I'll just be walking, be anywhere. And it just, but that's the whole thing, right? Like, does this work for you where you're, you're not thinking about something. So that's when the easier downloads come in. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Or something, I will see something and it reminds me of some experience I've had. Oh, I want to try that again, but in a new way or how can I mix it up? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really cool, cool way to spark inspiration or creativity. And I want to hear about what it was that you ended up doing. Can't talk about it yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's in it's in process. It's in yes. process. But but yeah, it's like those moments of just kind of being aware but not being aware because you're just yeah. in the moment, but you're kind of looking at things around you and appreciating them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That we don't do that enough. I know I keep saying that, but we we don't. But it sounds like you also have so much curiosity about things and Hmm. openness to being surprised by something too. Where do you think that comes from? I don't know. I mean, I appreciate that. Thank you. I think it's, I don't know. I mean, I just kind of always found that too in teaching. Mm -hmm. I think it kind of goes, I don't know if this is a direct link, but I'll kind of tell it anyway. Okay. So freshman year in college, um, you know, you have to take your foundation year. So Mm -hmm. you have drawing, you have sculpture, you have 2D design, all that kind of stuff. So in my drawing class, it was never really my forte. Um, This teacher, she would always draw on your drawing to fix something. And it just pissed me off. I just... And it's not that I didn't need the help, not denying that in any way. I just didn't feel like I was learning so much by her doing that. Mm-hmm. I just felt like if she showed me on another piece of paper and then I did it myself, it would be more helpful. Mm-hmm. So one time, so nervous, I was shaking. I was purple. Like I stood up to her. Mm. She was drawing my paper and I here I was like 19. And I said, could you please not draw on my paper? And she said, I don't think you're good enough. And I said, I didn't ask you if I was good enough. I just asked you not to draw my paper, please. And she gave me a D. I mean, <laughs> you know, so I, for whatever grades mean, grades never really meant that much to me. But I yeah. remember going out into the hall and everybody in class was like, good job, good job. I was like, where were you? Right? Like, you know, she does this. Like, but I'm telling you this because I kind of, 
didn't know, but I kind of incorporated into my teaching that I would never Mm. touch anybody else's paper that I would observe Mm -hmm. and see what people needed or wanted and be open to the possibilities. So I think within, I guess it's always been within who I am, but within my profession, it was just always about openness Mm -hmm. and curiosity that I didn't want to just put something, I didn't want to teach something just because it had to be taught. I wanted to present it because I wanted people to be interested in it. Mm, That makes a lot of sense. And yeah, I mean, even you just telling the story, I'm like offended for you that she was drawing on your paper. (laughs) But it's like, I mean, it's one of those life, those little moments that happen Mm -hmm. where it was a little moment, but I was, when I became a teacher, an art teacher, I was like, I will never do that. Mm-hmm. And I had any kind of work that it is, I will not touch unless in certain circumstances, I'll ask for permission, yeah. but it'll usually be like, I'll be doing something next to them. And I'll say, well, if you do, this is a possibility, or this is a possibility, but you have to do it on your own. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it annoys them. And sometimes, you know, they're like, can't you just do it? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I, yeah, I think that's important. Well, what's your earliest memory of being creative? Hmm. There's pause because I'm thinking. Yeah. No worries. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know. Like I was always, I was always kind of to myself. Mm-hmm. So I think there was kind of like a creativity in, and I was happy with that. Yeah. Like if we went to the beach, I didn't want to bring friends down because I didn't want to have to worry about entertaining them. I was just kind of like, I'm happy on my own doing things that I'm doing. Not that yeah. I have a problem with being around other people. But I think there was creativity. I guess when you asked that, I think there was kind of a creativity. There was an exploration in being alone mm-hmm. and um, exploring interest, what made me happy, what didn't make me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it was funny because, you know, I took art classes, but I never really thought of myself as like one of these, I didn't, th- I never really thought far ahead. I wasn't one of these planners of, oh, well, when I get married or when I grow up or it just, my brain doesn't really work that way. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of unfolds as it unfolds. And, um, when I took these art classes, I remember one of my friends saying, well, you were always the one who was better at it than I was. And I was like, I never thought of it within those, within those parameters. It was just Mm -hmm. something that we did together, which was nice to do together. Yeah. So I don't know if I answered the question, but. Yeah. I mean, I'm, it's so interesting hearing people's memories of what creativity was as a kid and the curiosity, but what really strikes me is your like total present moment experience and just being in it and going in it and how creativity really happens in the present moment. It doesn't happen past experience or future. We're having a creative experience right now. And, and that's what really strikes me is I don't, you don't hear a lot of people really say like, yeah, I was just in it. It's just kind of, yeah. But at the same time, I, I can tend to be an overthinker and I can mm-hmm. be a worrier. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, my husband knows very well those 11 o'clock wake ups since he'll be asleep and I'll be awake. And I'm like, I was thinking. And he's like, oh, my God, she was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking famous words in your house. <laughs> he's like, do you have to tell me now? I'm like, yes, because I need to get it off my chest. But now that the kids are old enough, being older and he can be asleep and I can share it with them, then it oh. saves him. <laughs> creative repurposing, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, as my daughter and I are watching a romantic comedy before we go to sleep, I can talk to her. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) It's a creative solution. I know. Oh my gosh. I love it. (laughs) Well, it sounds like over the years you have created or collected quite the community, not only with like being a teacher, but also in your other careers that you have and do, how do you see your community impact or influence your creativity? I see them all as kind of one. Yeah. I mean, they just support each other because I've always been in the creative realm. I mean, when I was younger, Mm -hmm. I mean, did you do like the whole customer service thing where you were in restaurants and clothing retail? No, I was a nanny. Okay. But I did, I mean, yeah, I I worked at a restaurant, but I sang in bands and like I did that whole, I taught a lot. I, yeah, did a lot of like theater teaching and circus skills teaching. And oh my God, you did the cool stuff. I did. I did. Like growing up in the Pacific Northwest, it was like part of, part of the experience. (laughs) You went to trapeze school, you had a labyrinth in your front yard you know you did that was that was real reality (laughs) how old were you when you did that I started trapeze when I was three and did it for 17 years wow yeah it's amazing to start that young yeah oh it was it was amazing and something I am so blessed that my parents were like go to trapeze school I mean, it was down the block from where I grew up. So an easy, easy enrollment. But I mean, not to have that fear. I mean, Mm. being thrown and being like (laughs) all these kind of things you're being all that were being was happening. I don't know if that was the case. I just have a vision in my head of swinging. This was more aerial dance than flying circus (laughs) trapeze. So like the trapeze could be two feet off the floor or 25 feet off the floor. It just depends on what the piece called for that you were doing. Talk about being in the moment there. Oh yeah. Lots of that for sure. But yeah, the community, you were saying retail service. Oh yeah. So, I mean, I did all of that when I was younger, which I truly think that every child should have these kinds Mm -hmm. of experiences. I think it should be a requirement that starts in middle school, high school, mm-hmm. college, because it's a sociological experiment. Like you need to see people's personalities and know how to talk to people mm-hmm. and, and know how to listen to people. And um, the whole psychology that just goes along with everything, I think it's really important. Mm-hmm. But my teaching career really started, I guess, when I was 20, um, 22 mm-hmm. and um, was consistent through then. So in many different places. So it's kind of like there's always been that similar vocabulary, Mm -hmm. 
or language. It yeah. changes with who I'm with, but there's still the similar, even like my first time I ever worked with adults, mm-hmm. I just got out of college. I got an um, artist in residency at a place in Philly called the Clay Studio. And along with the studio space, you needed to teach adults. Mm. And I'm thinking, who the hell would want to listen to me? I, I like, I'm 22 years old working with adults. I just got out of school. Like, why would they want to listen to me? So here I am all nervous. And then I see two adults standing across a table and they're painting, they're glazing their work. And one says to the other, can I borrow a brush? And the other one said, sure, as long as you return it. And I was like, oh my God, they're kids. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard this before. (laughs) This is not intimidating. Like I can, I I can work with this. Mm -hmm. And, um, so it's kind of like realizing those moments. Um, so yeah, so then the confidence could kick in and and realize that the worthiness that, yeah, I can do this. Yeah, nice. I, I mean, it's amazing how creativity can teach confidence and all the life skills that we assume you should learn somewhere else, but no one tells you where. <laughs> you know? Oh my God, yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, what are some of the life skills you have learned through creativity? Problem solving continuously. Yeah. And using my imagination. Mm. And um, just really visualizing, like seeing it in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, again, using my voice, using yeah. my words to express but um, things like parenting, oh my gosh, it's like all of the time. It's, it's like even just this morning, my daughter's like, I can't get the deodorant out of the thing. I'm like, well, why don't you take the scissors and why don't you, why don't you just like drag it around? And I mean, it's just immediate things that, I mean, there's no book for anything. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I ever read the books. I never read any of the books. It just kind of, <laughs> any of that, you just figure it out. And um. Mm-hmm. But it's just kind of like on the spot where you just never thought you were going to be asked that question. Right. (laughs) Right. How to get deodorant out. Yeah. Like who thinks that that's going to happen this morning? This morning, I'm going to be asked this question about deodorant. Yeah. No. (laughs) I heard Reese Witherspoon say, which I just love this. She was, um, she was accepting some kind of award and she said, you notice in all the woman in all the movies, there's always the part where the woman and sorry, men, I don't mean to offend you in what I'm going to say, but she, but she said, there's always the part where the woman looks at the man and says, what are we going to do? <laughs> and she's like, and in reality, when does that happen? <laughs> so true. Yeah. She's like, and in reality, and I look to my husband for things and I say, what, what, what are we going to do? But very often. Mm-hmm. Sorry to my husband and, but the kids will come to me and say, what do I do? Yeah. And I just have to talk it out. Right. Or see like, yeah, I guess it's a curious reality that one that society holds in terms of like the film version of reality and then reality, reality experience yeah and I think on multi-levels like it's kind of I'm thinking within the classroom too it's Mm -hmm. it's knowing admitting when you don't know yeah 
So it's the humanness of saying like, when the kids come to me and they're like, what do I do? I'm like, I'm not sure. Like, yeah, let's figure it out. Let's look it up. Let's talk about it. Let's go check it out someplace like options. Let's go Mm -hmm. explore in the classroom. I'd screw up. I'd, (laughs) um, I'd like, I would mess up. Maybe I'd be having a bad day Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't, I'd kind of in my tone or in my voice, I'd get frustrated more quickly or um, a a project would just bomb. (laughs) And I'd say, look, I'd say, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'd say, you know what? I didn't get a lot of sleep last night and I'm just really, I'm a little tired. So I'm sorry if I'm cranky or I, sometimes I would stop in the middle of a project and say, look, everybody take a breath. We got to walk away from this for a minute because everybody's getting really frustrated. Yeah. And we don't want people to get, it's, it shouldn't be frustrating. There's a point to where maybe it could be a little bit and then you cross over the hump and get to the other side. But if it's really bringing up a lot of emotion and it's doing that with the majority of the class, then you know that that's not the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. And creativity isn't about perfection. And I think so often we associate or connect the two of them. If you're creative, you have to be perfect in whatever creative expression you're having. And I'm like, Creativity is messy and it happens often without a lot of things being perfect. So I love that. Yeah. And I think it's true. I think in life, it's like, know that it's going to get messy and working your way through it. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's not repressing, it's expressing. Mm, Yeah. So it's like knowing that that's going to happen and then knowing when you're going to be doing something whatever, if you want to call it a mistake or just like a a beautiful oops or whatever it is, like it's going to happen and no, be accepting of it and move through it and have fun with it and laugh at yourself. And yes, so seriously. Yeah. So how do you, how would you encourage others to find creativity in their life? I mean, you kind of said a little bit, but any other tips? (laughs) I think it's baby steps, honestly. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think it's just, it's not thinking that you have to go from A to Z and be like, well, I haven't done anything. Do I have to do everything? I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to leave and I'm going to do my passion. And I'm going to like, it doesn't have to be like from one extreme to another. Mm -hmm. You can just introduce those things into your life that, Mm. that um, bring you joy and make you smile. And if you're not sure what that is, then just pick something. (laughs) Right. like literally, like I've been wanting to, and I need, I'm, I want to take a belly dancing class. Like I just want to, and I'm kind of spazzy, honestly, but I just want to like, and now with everything being online, mm-hmm. I just want to take a belly dancing class and like do it for the, to get my body moving mm-hmm. more and then laugh at myself. You know? <laughs> yeah. I love that. Are there any other things that you do that really bring you joy and happiness? Besides being with the people that I care about, most mm-hmm. importantly, which is my family and just kind of like being with them. Yeah. Um, I have to say more. It's really the music has been a key thing to me in motivation mm-hmm. and doing my own work when I set my time aside. And this is something, honestly, that I need to work more into my routine. But yeah. I had an instructor in college that said, even if you go to your studio space, for 15 minutes a day and just sit there. Yeah. Then you're in it. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like whatever that looks like for you, 
as long as you put yourself in that space for at least 15 minutes, mm-hmm. then it it's baby steps to, to actually doing the thing that you want to do. Right. Yeah. That's a great reminder. I think we can easily get overwhelmed with all of a sudden, Oh, I have to be creative and it has to be this big, big creative expression experience. And just going to your studio and sitting there for 15 minutes is a creative immersion that you're having. So. Yeah. That's the word is immersion. And I think that, um, cooking is a thing. Like we've been having fun with cooking and um, my husband is like, he's a foodie and I'm really boring because I'm kind of like a food sensitive and a vegetarian and all this. And he would eat anything that potentially isn't moving. Like that's questionable. I mean, he'll just, so he's just a major food explorer, but he's really, and all the time we've known each other really engaged me in more of a interest mm-hmm. um, in, in the way that I perceive and uh, have fun with making recipes and um, just trying different things. So like, even if it's, we have, and we have a hula hoop in the living room. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> we have this cause I was taking it. I was going to take a class with somebody who was doing a hula hoop class, but it's sitting in the living room and it's just funny because every once in a while, somebody in the family uh, will just grab the hula hoop and just like, we don't have the biggest living room, but it's just like, and it's just funny because you're just kind of laughing. Why yeah. In that, that moment of following an impulse and acting on it and exploring it and having fun. That's the, I think creativity is about having fun. And that sounds like a really fun thing to do. Have a hula hoop in your living room. It's just <laughs> like a little, I mean, and I, I have to say, like, since I started doing more of this for myself, Mm-hmm. and made the mindset change and did yeah. change my environment so different on how I show up from, for myself, mm-hmm. my family mm-hmm. and the people around me, how I engage with others is I'm a different person. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love how creativity changes lives. It's such a magical thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's everything that we are. And if people would just see that and yeah. know that, like I had on, on my podcast, I had people, um, uh, give the de- define creativity as courage. Yeah. Oh, as, as your soul's essence, mm. as how you show up, how, what people know you for. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. All of that. Awesome. It's, it's like everything. It's like, yeah. it's these properties. It's these things of our essential being. Mm-hmm. But we put it in this idea of thinking that creativity is this cute little arts and craftsy thing right. that put it in its box. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to draw or paint, so I'm not a creative person. And right. it's here so much otherwise. More. Yes, <laughs> we are. We absolutely are. Well, it has been such a treat to chat with you. And I have one final question. Yeah. What does it feel like to you in your body to be creative? It feels two ways. There's a calmness, Mm -hmm. but then there's also that like butterfly feeling in your stomach where you're just like, like, like something's going to happen where it's just like, you're just excited. Nice. Oh, I love the combination calm and butterfly excitement. 
Yeah. And even when you said excitement, I noticed my eyes got really big. Yours got really big. (laughs) It's contagious. (laughs) It is. Creativity is contagious for sure. Absolutely. Well, thank you so, so much for taking the time to chat with me. And if people want to learn more about your podcast and the other things you're doing, how would they go about doing that? Well, thank you for having me here. I really enjoyed the conversation. So much fun. And um, yeah, I appreciate that. So my podcast is called Creative Conversations with Hollis Citron. And my website is I am creative Philly, P-H-I-L-L-Y.com. And that has all of what I offer from the experiential kits to multi-author book opportunities to teaching and lots of good stuff. Amazing. And I will put all of that in show notes so people can easily access all of your things. And yeah, thank you again. This has been so much fun to chat with you about creativity. (laughs) Thank you. Same feelings likewise. Thanks for listening to the Sustaining Creativity Podcast. We'd love to keep in touch, so follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We are at Sustaining Creativity. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Tag your friends and family so they can listen too. We love to hear from you, so leave your reviews, comments, and questions. Check out our website, sustainingcreativity.com, for upcoming offerings and creativity coaching. Tune in Tuesdays for our next episode. And remember, with creativity, Anything's possible.